HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Hot Dish Productions, an award-winning modern culinary production company. Learn more at hotdishproductions.com. This episode is brought to you by Garden Cult, garden design and coaching. For a 15% discount on virtual garden consultations and coaching sessions, use code HRN15. Learn more at gardencult.com. Bienvenidos, welcome everyone to another episode of Cooking in Mexican from ADC. I'm your host, Aaron Sanchez, alongside my beautiful mother, Sarela Martinez. I love it. I love it. Well, we're really excited today. We're going to be talking about Mexican corn whiskey, which might seem foreign to some some of you, uh, but it's actually a practice that's been uh, been very much a part of the fabric of Mexican culture for many, many, many years and uh, centuries, if we, if you will. Uh, we have the utmost pleasure of inviting a dear friend. Uh, we consider familia Yira uh, Vallejo. She's here with us today, and she's going to share her her deep and extensive knowledge knowledge on this subject. Uh, so we're really excited to bring this to the to the surface. Uh, she's involved in social, cultural, and environmental issues of Oaxaca, of course. And uh, right now, about distilling antique grains under the, the new label, Maiz Nation, her husband, Jonathan, creator of uh, Mezcal Piedra de Almas, uh, they have collaborated uh, with indigenous communities, uh, La Mixteca Alta, uh, Chinatla, and Valles Centrales to conserve and foment the tradition, uh, traditional farming methods of the native corn and antique wheat. They are currently uh, producing white and aged whiskey from different types of native corn and local botanical gins. They're about to launch La Ginebra Mixteca, produced uh, with local botanicals from La Mixteca Alta using uh, maíz nativo, chalqueño, and antique trigo pelón as the base for their distillation. Uh, So without further ado, we want to welcome Yira. Bienvenido. Thank you for coming and joining us. Muchas gracias for the invitation. I am very, very excited to, to be your guest. I've known both of you since, I don't know, many 10, 15 years now? Mm-hmm. No, probably longer than that. Yeah, at least 15. Probably. Yeah. Yes. You, you know, when I met you, she, you know, Ida had a very, has a very particular specialty. She has incubators, liquor incubators. So in other mm-hmm. words, ex- would you explain what that means? Because I have an explanation that may be wrong. So uh, I was working in New York for a small 
distribution company, and we used to help small brands, especially spirits uh, and wine brands, to be on the market. You know, both of you as a as a restaurateurs, uh, how difficult it is, you know, to sell your products in New York, especially for those small companies who doesn't have a budget, you know, to spend. So I was in charge of this small distribution company that it was more um, like an incubator of small brands. So I have been involved in the wines and spirit industry since, I don't know, 20, 25 years ago. Yeah. And um, I used to sell tequila to Sarela and to you, Aron, and some mezcal. <laughs> and that's how we became friends. That's how we became friends, like really good friends. Sisters, almost. Yes, exactly. Yeah, let's talk about the idea of Mexican corn whiskey because this seems might seem foreign to people because we're so uh, identified with the agave as being our, our, our national spirit. But let's talk about a little bit of the history of Mexican corn whiskey and, and where it came about and what was the particular regions and then your love affair with that, Yira, please. It is very interesting because... Um... What we have done with distilling native corn, it hasn't been done before. So my husband, he's an artist and uh, he created the brand Pierre de Almas. And uh, he was uh, five years ago or six years ago, 2015, he became very, very interesting in supporting uh, corn farmers, native corn farmers. And on that time, I was already in Oaxaca. I moved to Oaxaca almost eight, seven years ago. And uh, we, we, both of us, we were involved in La Feria de la Agrobiodiversidad. And that is a native seed exchange of indigenous communities. So thanks to La Feria, we started meeting a lot of the producers of native corn. And uh, so my, my husband, Jonathan, he started doing different uh, distillations with different types of corn. And that's how in 2015, we launched the first native corn whiskey uh, with different uh, types of corn. So Mexico as a country, it has about 60 different varieties of corn. Oaxaca has 35. So that, that, that diversity in Oaxaca of corn is amazing. And it's not only corn, you know, it's the producers, the native indigenous communities that have shepherd this corn. So what is the process? I was reading that there's one company that nixtamalizes the corn before they, they process it. What is your process to, to make that from the start to finish? We work very close with the producers. That's very, very important with us. We support the indigenous communities and uh, we try to to buy everything that they produce. You know, obviously at the beginning, we were only buying the excess. And now we are working together with them, with them to increase the production process and uh, the, the crop. So we usually receive corn from different communities. We work with uh, La Chinantla, with a group of farmers from La Chinantla. We work with a group of farmers from La Mixteca and a group of farmers from Valle Centrales. So we either go to pick up the corn or receive the corn 
And then um, the grain, we do something very similar to, to Anatole. You know, uh, we have to grind the corn and then we have, uh, we put the water and then we put it to, like, to cook. And uh, the smell of that, uh, that the way that we're gruel. cooking that, it's that a, corn, it's a gruel. It's, no, it's, 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 the smell is amazing. So it's amazing. Yes, like it's called, it's considered the mash, right? The mash, like you would exactly. say, the mash that would say like in in American whiskeys, basically, right? So that's the beginning process, correct, Ida? Exactly, that's the beginning process. Mm -hmm. But obviously, it's so different. The the flavors of the corn are so different that we have different uh, types of corn. We have used different types of corn until my husband created the 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 perfect ma ma mash or the la receta perfecta. Right. And uh, so it's a combination of different types of corn. And then you go to to fermentation. It's natural fermentation and it's uh, double the steel in small clay alambics. And uh, I'm not sure if you have tasted the flavor, but it is like the other day I was uh, telling Sarela, she's like, can you explain the flavor of the white corn whiskey? And I told her it's like you're eating. You're drinking a fresh tamal or a fresh tortilla. It's amazing. The flavor is amazing. Wow. And it was very, very exciting. We didn't expect what I'm going to tell you. Uh, the first time that we show the corn whiskey in the U.S., that was in 2016, I remember. And we went to some restaurant and uh, we had the opportunity that some Mexican tasted the, the white whiskey. And they told us, this is something that reminds me to las tortillas from my abuela. So, you know, it's, it, it was wow. like super surprising. And um, so the flavor of the white corn is amazing. We're about to, we have been working. Last year it was very hard for all of us. And we closed for some months, but we didn't stop producing. Or the most important thing, we didn't stop buying from the producers because everything was closed. And uh, three weeks ago, we went to La Mixteca to pick up some grains, and uh, it's closed. La Mixteca is closed, the villages. So we needed special permit to go and pick up the, the grains. So for us, the, the social side is very, very important to work very closely with the producers to support them. So last year, we were buying, buying without selling not even a bottle. And it was very, very very hard, right? Okay. But we're, now we are excited. We are about to launch uh, My Nation and we have the white whiskey. We have the aged whiskey that it's, um, that has been sitting there for some years now. And uh, uh, we also have the, the jeans. So we're doing different types of gin uh, for a specific, very specific regions. So uh, La Ginebra Mixteca has uh, antique wheat, antique pelon wheat, and uh, maíz chalqueño and local botanicals. So la, uh, in La Mixteca, there are uh, juniper berries, native juniper berries everywhere. So we're using wow. the juniper berries and they're so flavorous. And um, I also want to share with you the story of the of the wheat. 
So La Mixteca was a very, very important wheat producers about 30, 40 years ago. And uh, then the... Well, let's talk a little bit, uh, if I interrupt real quick. So, Yira, what is the Mixteca? So everyone understands, our listeners, what, what that is. So it's a, a region in Oaxaca. A it's yeah. a region in mm-hmm. Oaxaca. And uh, over there in La Mixteca, the first language in La Mixteca is Mixteco. People speak different mm. dialects of Mixteco. Okay, can I explain something? Yes, please. You know, you know, Oaxaca has like the Zapotec. I mean, there are 14 different indigenous groups or more. But, you know, the main people are the Zapotecs, which are Oaxaca City and, and further to to the left. And then next to it are, is the Mixteca. And so it's, it's those, and the Mystics were in power sometimes and the Zapotecs were in power sometimes. But what the Mystics are also well known for is because they learn how to melt metal you know, like copper and gold and silver and stuff. So it's, it was once a very rich area. There are many fabulous convents there, you know, very highly decorated. You know, so people do are starting to travel there as far as also as going up to the native villages there. They have, they have organizations which are really wonderful because they have community museums. They have, a, you know, really strong organizations there with protecting their culture. So it's a wonderful area. It's beautiful, and it has also uh, their main, main special specialities in food. There is here an amazing restaurant that it's uh, called Tierra del Sol with just uh, comida from La Mixteca. And what, like what? And she was in New York some years ago. She was invited to... Oh, I know. I remember her. She's, she's fabulous. Yeah, she's amazing. She's Olga, yeah. and she's from La Mixteca. Olga, she was Olga Cabrera. Olga Cabrera. So and she yeah, was. You uh, had your, your wedding there. Yes, you yes, had part yes. of your wedding there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Just so just so we can stay on track. I'm sorry, ladies. So we're talking about <laughs> your whiskey, right, Yira? So you basically do a white whiskey. Now, is is the white whiskey aged at all? Uh, yes, we have also the aged whiskey. Okay. And how long do you how, how long do you age the whiskey for? So we have different barrels, and uh, I think the oldest barrel is now five six years. It's ready to release. Are you bringing it to market or not yet? We are. We are bringing to, to, to market the aged whiskey, and it's going to be different types of aging. So my husband is right now combining different barrels, and it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful whiskey. And because the flavor, once you taste it, and you're tasting the native corn, like the tortilla, you know, when you taste that beautiful flavor of la tortilla from uh, maíz nativo, but then you got uh, a little bit of tapanela, a little bit of of, um, of of wood in there. So it's just incredible. You know, it's uh, it's really, really wonderful. So we're coming uh, very soon. Uh, the white whiskey and the gin is already labeled. Um, the aged whiskey we're doing, like I mentioned, like different uh, blends of the mm. different barrels. So it's going to be very soon out in the market. Not in the U.S. yet. We don't have a lot of product. It's going to be there maybe, hopefully, at the end of this year. And you're going to be, you both going to be the, the first ones to have yes. three bottles of the gin, the white whiskey, and the aged whiskey. 
Absolutely. We'll do whatever it takes to support it. And my restaurant, uh, Johnny Sanchez, of course, we're going to carry it. We'll do everything we can to promote it because I think it's such a special mission. And I think it's important to mention that Mexicans love whiskey. You know, if you go and you see Mexicans here in the United States, they drink uh, uh, bucanins, for instance, right? Every Mexican likes bucanins, and it's for whatever reason. So I think that you're doing it on an organic, uh, artisanal way, I think is going to make a huge difference. I think the educational part where you're going to start in Mexico and then eventually bridge to the United States, I think it's beautiful work. Um, Mom? Well, you know, what I was thinking is that Actually, this corn has been used a lot in, in, in other distilleries, no? Because corn is the basis for a lot of different, uh, a lot of different liquors, you know, like, like, uh, like bourbon, isn't it? Uh, doesn't, yes. You know, yes. so evidently before everybody started getting on the bandwagon of native corn to use it in restaurants and, and products, it was going to, to distilleries all over the place. I think it was 80% of it was going to distilleries but not recognized as being special, maybe combined with some of the, uh, you know, the, not the engineered corn. The part that it's beautiful also is that corn, the birthplace of corn is Mexico and it's the South. And Oaxaca um, is the place where the oldest vestiges of corn in the planet were found. So there is a group of caves uh, that are called uh, Cuevas Prehistoricas de Yagul and Mitla. And there is one specific cave called Gilanakits that in Nahuatl means Cueva Blanca or White Cave. And around in the 60s, the old vestiges of corn were found there. Corn, 6,500 years. Wow. Squash, seed squash, 10,000 plus more years. So Oaxaca gave corn to the world. And the most important part is that these indigenous communities in all the regions of Oaxaca have been conserving and preserving native corn for hundreds and hundreds of years. So that's the beauty. You know, this corn is for them is their family, is their children, is their mother. So corn is so sacred in Oaxaca. And uh, we are very happy that we have started a movement of native corn whiskey. And uh, we just hope that the companies that are producing native corn, they really work together with the communities. Yeah, because, uh, you know, the, you have a new documentary, which is very interesting because it's a, People go to this wonderful seed exchange. No money is, 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 is goes changes hands at all. They bring their best their best samples. You know, you, you just freak because they have like red and bright yellow and purple, all different kinds of corns. And people go, go by and maybe pick up two two ears of one color or another. It's like really kind of honest trading. And it's preserving the it's preserving all the seeds. So they have the seed bank. Where is the seed bank exactly? They are community seed banks. So every single campesino, they save the best seeds for next year to plant. So the seed bank is an effort, a community effort to preserve the seeds from the community. And this is because 
you know, thanks to climate change, you have these horrible floods. And then if somebody loses the whole crop, then thanks to the seed bank, you will have the seeds for next year. Mm -hmm. So it is very important. You know, the seed bank right now in Oaxaca, there are eight, eight to 11 seed banks. And there is a wonderful, wonderful project from Cornavio that is the National Council for Biodiversity to support these seed banks. Because it's not only about seeds, it's also about the knowledge. You know, it's an exchange of knowledge as well. And also, and also the fact is that you help, you're helping them maintain their culture as well and letting them, giving them a chance to be able to stay in their native country without, instead of coming over here where they're going to be mistreated and misrespected. So you, it has a dual bio, biodiversity and cultural diversity protection. So that's a beautiful project that you all have. Yes, thank you. And you know, right now, right now the, there is like this new uh, trend uh, in the food industry to have red tortillas, black tortillas, purple tortillas. So um, it's important to to go and do a, a research, you know, where is that tortillas coming from? Who are they buying from? Are they supporting the communities? Are they, are they paying uh, uh, the fair price? You know, because it is, it is beautiful that these communities have been preserving these corns, but they also deserve, you know, a better life. Now, Yida, is there a cooperative or a co-op that's been formed within all the farmers and producers? So their uh, their way of cultivating the corn is preserved. Is there like a deal, like a demolición de origen or, or something like that? No, there there is not. But there are groups of uh, farmers everywhere, everywhere, cooperatives mm. everywhere. You know, and they are working very close to continue the cultivation of native corn. And uh, milpa without, the milpa, yes, the milpa is yeah. it's, it's yep. amazing. So, and they are also uh, not using any kind of pesticides, which is also very important. Yeah, well, we have to explain what the milpa is. It's a way of growing, an ancient way of growing uh, plants, you know, with the corn, the beans going around, the, the squashes providing nutrients and, and shade. And and, yep. and and then the the, the the beans, you know. So it's a very and it's an ancient way of cooking, uh, planting, but it's a very successful way of doing it. Does not require any anti any anything. ¿Cómo se dice? Pesticides. Pesticides. So like like Sarela mentioned, the milpa is a prehistoric system to plant corn together with squash, with beans. And beans. And chiles, chiles, of course. And then you have all of these beautiful quelites that are all the green vegetables. So a farmer with a milpa will never go hungry. Yes, but they're all, the way that it's planted is very strategic. So there's the squash, as you, as you alluded to, mom, will, will, uh, kind of give shade and protect the lower part of, uh, of, of the vegetables growing on the ground. The corn serves a purpose as well. So it's this very interesting way of, of cohesion and coexistence between all these, these vegetables that work in unison. And, and it's so ingenious. And, and it's been a practice that's been done for millennia in, in Mexico by indigenous people. So 
Um, I think it's wonderful. I, th I think one thing that I would love uh, my mom and I to hear from you, Gira, is your work with the, the lending library that you guys have started in San Luis de Rio and your work that you're doing with Ana Paula Fuentes, no? Uh, in the textile museum in Oaxaca. Can you talk a little bit about that? So, oh, yeah. since I came back, back to Oaxaca, uh, like your mom just mentioned, you know, I at the beginning I was like, what am I going to do back in Oaxaca after living 10 years and running like crazy in New York? So, um, I was very, very touched, you know, by the work that the indigenous people have done here and have preserved the textiles uh, and also, you know, the the way that they have uh, uh, preserved all of these beautiful cottons, native cottons. So first, my first yeah. work in one village was uh, to establish uh, a lending library, and that yeah. is in San Luis del Rio. So we knew, you know, there's always something with um, the strikes here, and sometimes there are no no classes. Um, so we decided to 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 support and to to look for uh, also people who were interested interested in donating. So we created the first lending library that was I don't know eight years ago, and it's working beautiful. You see the children there going to learn and and to read. And uh, it is very nice, you know, to see and to support something like that. Especially education, it's one of the most important things that that we all need. Yeah, and basically, if I, if I can say, you know, it really comes from the work of the Maestros Artesanos. And it's basically, uh, they dedicate to raising awareness about the rich cultural identity and fine craft works that go into traditional textiles in Oaxaca. So it's wonderful. Well, that's important because every village, every group has their own clothing. Exactly. Has their own, has their, have their own weavings. They have their own style of embroidery. Every every area that's the the, the, the region or where it identifies them, wherever they are. Exactly. And then you have the, the Maestros Artesanos. There's a Mixtec uh, cooperative that's located in San, in San Juan, Colorado, uh, that plant the original cotton, as you mentioned, uh, Yira. From the coast of Oaxaca, and they and they dye their threads and make this beautiful spinning. There's another mixed tech cooperative that's look uh, that's located in Pinotepa, right? Uh, de Don Luis, that also has a tradition of harvesting purple dye from a certain snail yeah. Yeah, purpura, that purpura. lives on the rocks. Yes, exactly. The purpa the caracol, which is wonderful. Let's talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, before, let me just say, when when I first went to the Baja California with Fulvio Ecardi, who's a, a very well-known preservationist, and, and uh, he, you know, the, the Japanese were coming into to the uh, to that area and just and just scraping them and to take them for their ovies in Japan, but the indigenous people t carefully get pick up the the insect and milk it. They milk it to extract the extract the color, and so and then they put it back on the wall so that so nothing ever happens to them. But it's a beautiful color. It is amazing. So they have been doing this uh, the dye using the caracol purpura since many generations now. But it is one specific community that is in Pinotepa de Don Luis, and there is a group of pintoreros of buyers that have special permit uh, from the government. Like Sarela said, said, 
many years ago, in the 80s, I believe, a group of um, Japanese, a Japanese company, they just came to Oaxaca and they were destroying the Caracol Purpura. And uh, it was crazy. You know, it was crazy. So um, thanks to Marta Turok and to a big effort from the indigenous communities, uh, you know, they actually closed the doors to the Japanese company. And um, now they're trying to save the Caracol. And uh, this community is located in La Mixteca, in, like I mentioned, Pinotepa de Don Luis. And one of the most important, important persons or people there is Don Abacuc Avedaño, who has been uh, dying the threats that the woman in Pinotepa uh, uh, used. And what do they eat there? Because, you know, this is Mexican cooking from A to Z. In Pinotepa, they have uh, amazing moles and uh, mole mixteco. They use uh, when you have the the chicatanas, mole de chicatanas, that it's um, amazing. They have tamales de tichinda, which the tichinda is uh, a molusco. I don't know if you taste those tamales, amolas. So wonderful flavor, you know, to do a a tamal uh, made of those molds. It's just uh, amazing. Something. What kind of a sauce does it have? They usually, it depends that they have their own chiles also, and they do the sauce uh, with different types of chiles and uh, tomatoes. And um, they use also... There is a, a plant that is called tepejilote. Oh, that is yeah. like a palm that they also eat. I don't know if you taste it. It's very, yeah. very wonderful. And so the food is, is amazing. It's very specific. Also, they have their own tamales, their own tortillas. And I, I don't know if you had a chance to see a small part of the documentary. Yeah, because I did. We went to... And, remind, and, and Gita, remind, remind our listeners about your wonderful uh, documentary, uh, Los Guardianes del, del Maíz. The Keepers of the Corn. Can you talk a little bit about that and how people can can, uh, access that? So the documentary is right now in different uh, independent festivals. And the name, like you mentioned, is Los Guardianes del Maíz, or the Keepers of Corn. And it showcases the relationship of the indigenous communities with native corn and all the challenges that they have now, you know, with immigration, with uh, natural disasters. So we went to different villages and uh, we filmed um, the farmers uh, planting, you know, the, the, the way that they they preserving corn, uh, the seed banks, also uh, La Troja, that it's a, a place where they storage corn. Mm-hmm. So the documentary like a, like a silo. is like, like a silo, exactly. So the documentary is in Spanish, is in Zapotec, is in Mixtec, is in Chinantec, and is in English. Whoa. So hopefully, yes, so we have a lot. <laughs> wow. And the film really describes yeah. the relationship of indigenous communities with native corn and their struggle with climate change, as you mentioned, immigration, and the incursion of the industrial corn flour. It's a 20-minute documentary, which is impactful and hits straight home and to the heart. 
So we definitely want our listeners uh, in cooking in Mexican from A to Z to support you, Ida, by uh, uh, promoting this wonderful documentary. Yes, it's actually a 55-minute documentary. So it's a oh, I'm sorry, longer. sorry, 55, I'm sorry, pardon me. 20 minutes is a, a short a shortcut that, uh, that we oh, Yeah, So we're, we're actually wor uh, working with Conavio, the Biodiversity Council, to mm -hmm. showcase the documentary in different episodes. So that's mm. coming online very soon, hopefully uh, in a couple of months. We're working on the details and uh, just uh, the way that it, um, that it was filmed. You know, you can see the beauty of the mountains of the Oaxaca. You can get, you can immerse into the small different villages, uh, the way that they cook. Wow. This episode is brought to you by Hot Dish Productions, an award-winning modern culinary production company specializing in creative digital video, photography, and podcast production. From concept through post-production, Hot Dish creates and produces compelling food stories that ignite the chef in all. Hot Dish Productions has deep connections to award-winning and celebrity chefs and over 20 years experience. Their team has won both a James Beard Award and an IACP award for their work in food media. Hot Dish Productions delivers the highest quality product at a fair value. Let them help tell your culinary story today. Explore their work and learn more at hotdishproductions.com. This episode is brought to you by Garden Cult, garden design and coaching. Carmen DeVito is a professional garden designer, certified New York State landscape professional, and the founder of Garden Cult. You may also know her from HRN's home gardening videos and our series, We Dig Plants. Garden Cult is a culmination of Carmen's more than two decades of experience designing and building gardens in New York City. Carmen believes that gardens and outdoor spaces should be healthy, environmentally sustainable places that enhance the health of people, nature, and the planet. She knows how to help you maximize the space you've got, help you work with and make the most of the materials, plants, and trees that you already have, and create an outdoor place to use and enjoy for you and your family. Get started at GardenCult.com. For a 15% discount on virtual garden consultations and coaching sessions, use code HRN15 through September 30th, 2021. That's code HRN15 at GardenCult.com. So we're, we're, ta we're talking about Maiz Nation, which is a new brand that Vida and Jonathan Barbieri have. They're going to be releasing some uh, both white and, and aged corn whiskey. As well as your gin. Yes, as well as new gin made with, with uh, heritage wheat, which that, that was a totally something new to me, you know, because I, I didn't realize that wheat was was going to, was used in, in whiskey. No, in gin. In, in, no, in gin, Mom. In gin? Yes, and also the local botanicals, correct, um, Yira. Were you seeing uh, antique wheat? Like I mentioned, La Mixteca, it's a, it was a, a very important big uh, wheat producer. And they mm. just saved their, their seeds because they couldn't sell it. So we have been working with farmers, uh, rescuing these, these weeds. 
and we're using now uh, trigo pelón and trigo largo. Wow. Can you imagine how valuable a seed bank is? They had not been able to sell the wheat for, for years and years and years, but they had their seeds there. So when the market turned around, they, they, could, they could plant again. There it is, you know, and that's, that's why I think the seed banks are just so very important. And the work you're doing is marvelous. I mean, I applaud. Yes, Yida. And how can people uh, engage with you, Yida, and get more information when you're ready to go with your gin and your and your wonderful whiskey? Is there a way that people can come down to Oaxaca and maybe perhaps you can take them around and do a little tour? Uh, this, you know, is there an email? Is there a website people can contact you? Yes, please go. We have our, our social media, uh, Maiz Nation, also mm. Los Guardianes del Maiz, and that's where both in Instagram and uh, in Facebook. We have the maiznation.com website, and you can email us or send us a, um, a message uh, through social media, and we will, we will be very, very happy to receive you. I can't tell you how special and magical Oaxaca is. Um, my mom, obviously, her second book was the, uh, was the Food and Life of Oaxaca, a beautiful love letter to um, this beautiful state, which I think is the culinary epicenter of all of, of Mexico. I've been there, I can't even tell you how many times. And the food is special. The people are even more magical. Yira Vallejo is down there with her husband, Jonathan, preserving all these beautiful cultural birthrights that will not be lost. And I think the work that you're doing, Yida, with the whiskey and the gin and your continued work with Mezcalas and preserving the culture is so, so special. And uh, we are absolutely so grateful for your presence here, uh, talking about Mexican corn whiskey and, and all things Oaxaca and, and your valuable work. Muchas gracias. Like you, you mentioned before, we are family. You know, we have mm -hmm. known each other for so many years, and I hope uh, you can both come to Oaxaca and we'll go to different regions and we'll eat amazing food and you will taste obviously incredible whiskeys and gins. I love that. Well, mom? Uh, well, you know, the only thing that we didn't talk about was the the silk. You know, we I went to I went to Yira's wedding last year, whenever that was. How, when was that? Two years. Okay, two years ago. You know, hobbling, hobbling along with my cane and the whole thing, and she had and she's been working. You know, with they've been working with this group of people who do silk, mm. silk. Uh, uh, and they, she had her entire wedding dress done with out of silk. Wow. Hand, hand, hand. <laughs> so we actually uh, went to see. There is a. There is this region that is called Cajonos, San Pedro Cajonos. It's a Zapotec uh, region, and they have been taking care of uh, silkworms since hundreds of years. You know, of course, the worms, they, they came to, to Oaxaca um, with the Spanish. And there is a, a, there was a beautiful exhibition in... Um, El Museo de Arte Popular in, in Mexico City about the story. So these communities, they have been um, working with uh, the, the silk since many, many, many years ago. And they were struggling, you know, to sell their beautiful huipiles or rebosos. And um, 
since a few years ago that there is somehow more consciousness about wearing and about buying from local producers. They've been doing very, very good. And uh, so we went to see one specific village that is called San Miguel Cajonos. And there is a family uh, that they have, you know, all of these beautiful uh, textiles. So I went there with my husband. Well, back then he was not my husband. <laughs> we went together and we told them we have something that a very specific uh, request for you. We want you to make my wedding dress. And they were like, what? But we, we don't do wedding dresses. And uh, on that time, uh, they were like the, the, the worms were like these tiny things. So we told them, no, you can. Yes, you can. So my husband, he draw mm -hmm. the dress. And we worked with them for months and they made just a beautiful, beautiful dress. It's a wipil, beautiful wipil made of silk worm. Yeah, silk obviously with a beautiful. Wonderful. In Oaxaca, you can find anything. So this is liquor, silk, beautiful clothing, fabulous food, and wonderful people like Gita and Jonathan and all my friends there. Of course. <laughs> and you can find love there as well, Gita. What you, you, you found? which I love it. Well, we're very grateful to uh, have received Yira uh, Vallejo here talking about Mexican corn whiskey. Again, please look her up uh, on My East Nation on different uh, redes sociales or social media. Engage with her. I can't think of a better guide or host uh, to take you around Oaxaca than Yira and her and her beautiful husband. So we're very grateful. Muchísimas gracias, Yira. Eres un encanto. We're really, really grateful to have you we're talking about Mexican corn whiskeys. Um, so I want to make sure that you guys uh, continue to stay tuned uh, on this great episode uh, from Cooking in Mexican from A to Z on Heritage Radio Network. Muchísimas gracias. Hasta luego. Cooking in Mexican from A to Z is powered by Simple Cast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without your support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like. Tell your friends and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. Yeah.